Hey guys, so welcome to the episode number 38. On this one, got into the conversation with my step pops about his policies and his, his political point of view. Obviously, we're never going to agree. He's a libertarian federalist. I'm a progressive liberal, but it's okay to have the conversation. No blood was shed. No curse words. I cursed, not at him. That's just what I do. Hope you guys enjoy the show, man, and learn something from it, because this is what we got to do. We got to have those uncomfortable talks. Welcome to the podcast where my guests and I talk about anything and everything from sports, relationships, politics, movies to TV shows, current events, and conspiracy theories. No topic is ever off limits and it's always uncensored. I'm Ben Borges and this is Man Chatter. What's going on people? So... It's been a while since I do a, a one by myself. I actually have my friend calling in. That's why I have this little funky setup with a cell phone right here. Um, today was kind of a crazy day, man. So I'm going to tell you guys all about it, obviously. I had a moment of of hoodiosity, of, of fullerism, of don't fuck with me, of you're about to catch these hands moment at work man and it's this weird feeling when you feel like they must have forgot even though somebody never knew so that's a dumb statement to make but you know what i'm trying to say so i had so let me jump back so i get you guys know this is my this is what i love to do but i have a job that pays the bills so i get to the i get to the place no 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 names, no descriptions. On I get to the place, and there's this older dude, right? First of all, the dude always gives off like a, like a dickhead vibe, right? And he, I'm replaying it in my mind, and it's making me mad. So I'm I'm there waiting to to unload my my equipment and all that jazz, and the dude walks by me i was like hey man how much longer you got left and there's two right so the other guy i think he's like from the islands or something maybe from haiti whatever virgin on or something he understands me and dude has a heavy accent so i go hey man how much longer you guys got left and he walks right by me brushes dismisses me brushes me off and i'm like okay and the other guy heard me which was farther away and he's like man i didn't even hear that dude Mind you, the guy's like 50-something years old, wears a cooling towel, complete douchebag. And I have a moment where I just, I stand there and I just like, not today, not today, man. And I just stand there and I was like, hey, man, I was talking to you. Well, that's how much longer you got left because you've been sitting here for, for a minute and I need to unload my equipment. And he's like, well, we've done in 10, 15 minutes. All right, cool. So then... They leave. I start getting my stuff out. And then dude just sits there looking at me. And I'm just like, okay, first of all, you're 50. I'm 33. I'm obviously not going to have a situation. And I'm a professional. I'm not I'm not going to put myself in a situation where I'm putting myself and my family at risk of losing what we got. But there's that moment. There's that, like, that's 99% of me in my conscience. But like, I don't do shit because you won't hear the end of it. You'll lose your job. It's not worth beating this old dude's ass. Because it's really not a, a victory you can claim. And. But that 1% is like. 
Man, fuck him up one time, man. <laughs> just pick him up, choke slam him, and just that's it. Like it'll it's, it'll be over quickly. He's wearing a cooling towel. If you don't know what a cooling towel is, it's like this douchebag shit that it's like a chamois, as my boy says, like a chamois that you wrap around your neck and you wet it to to cool you down. Makes sense. I understand it, but you look stupid when it's four thirty in the morning. There's no sun. You're in an ace. You're in an air conditioned truck and loading dock. I just I didn't understand it. I personally I thought that was weird. I don't know. So that's the start to my day. So then, I I get in there, do what I need to do, get out of there. My truck's not acting right. Got to take it to the shop. So a day that could have been easy, smooth, over by noon, turns into this long day. But, I mean, it is what it is. And obviously on my drives, I listen to my podcasts, not myself. Because I feel like it's weird listening to yourself. Because you, you hear yourself speak. But then when you hear yourself back, it's a totally different voice. It's just this weird thing, man. Give me a second, guys. I'm just going to check on my, on my guest here. My boy Kobe Wallace is finally going to be joining me on the show. If this wants to work. Doing this old school, man, because Skype just wasn't working for me. There's always like this clicking noise that it made that I didn't like. And I just, I always uh, just thought, you know what, let me try it with my phone. Maybe that'll work better. This nigga sending me. <laughs> oh, he got a rental truck. Uh, So, one of the things I wanted to talk about today, besides that old ass dude, and the fact that you guys just saw me fumbling around with my phone, <clears throat> is... I guess constructive criticism, right? Because we've all seen the social media debates that I'm responsible for sparking up quite a bit of them. If you listen to this, watch this, follow me on social medias. I like sparking up a little bit of conversation and debate with people who might take a certain kind of way. Now, I don't, I typically don't like to respond to that because I said what I needed to say in the headline, right? Like the, or the, or the status or the post or the, the, the meme. You know what I mean? That's that's it. Like I'm not gonna. I don't. I don't feel like the back and forth. Cause I just don't like typing that much on the phone. I guess. Like if you got a laptop and you type that much, cool. You got the time. But I just or even speak texting. Like I, I just don't feel like it's as enjoyable for me. That's why I started the podcast. Cause like you guys see it when I'm on here with David. Like the back and forth is more. <clears throat> it's more enjoyable for me because it's you know face to face and you gonna completely understand the context and and the tone. Some somebody saying it because through social media, through screens, you can't tell how somebody's meaning it. So I don't want to go back and forth with somebody because I've already I've already had people block me or unfriend me when I'm just trying to have a conversation. Like I'm never meaning to disrespect or anything like that. But if, but you also have to allow yourself to allow allow yourself to be able to absorb new information, right? Because if this person's point of view. Sorry, if this person's point of view might be different than yours, doesn't necessarily doesn't necessarily mean it's wrong. If if they have facts and 
actual thought a thought out process of making it work like of, of they thought out what they were trying to say you know what i mean like it wasn't just like oh fuck you because this or fuck you because of that so obviously the big thing right now is politics and all that stuff and we can get into it but i honestly just don't want to man like it's exhausting dude like the people who believe in him are gonna believe in him and the people that don't don't you it doesn't feel like you're changing anybody you know what i mean but that doesn't mean that i don't want to have the conversation with them with these people like look you know what i mean it's just i just want to understand how is it that they could have a blind spot for certain things like i like if a person is a piece of shit and they're showing you they're a piece of shit allow yourself to understand that like don't make mistakes don't don't give them excuses you know what i mean the big thing right now is the whole harvey weinstein thing so countless women you know very bill very bill cosby of him very roger ailes very bill o'reilly very uh woody allen you know pedophilia and sexual assault and rape culture and rape mentality is a real thing and it obviously it, it goes on both sides because like I was telling my boy earlier, I'm not going to name names until I have him on the podcast and he gives me that that freedom because I'm not going to put him out, out there like that. But rich, I mean, he, the man, number 45 said it himself, when you're rich, they let you, they let you do what you want, right? Like that's, that's what rich, powerful men believe that they own everything. And it doesn't, it's not black or white. Cause look at Bill Cosby, motherfuckers popping quaaludes. On people since the 60s and 70s. So it's not a white or a black thing. It's a powerful thing. Bill Cosby was also a person that lectured minorities and black people on how to dress and all this shit. All the while, he was raping women. Like, You know what I mean? But how do you differentiate? How do you disassociate yourself, better said, from the same person who raped women to telling black people the reason why they don't get jobs is because they're picking up their pants? How do you disassociate a man that's on tape saying, you know, they just let you do what they want. Just go up to him, grab him by the pussy to not being upset about Harvey Weinstein because he might be a liberal. Attack him on the other end. Like I or even Bill Clinton, you know, with a uh, Paula Jones back in the 90s and and Monica Lewinsky and all those different situations and and assaults or whatever you want to call it, because. He settled a bunch of those. Like, it's not, again, it's not a, a left or a right thing. Like, I don't understand why a post has to be so exclusive, right? A piece of shit person is a piece of shit person. You should just be able to call it as such. I don't see it. You know, just exa- example is that guy with the fucking, with the cooling towel. He's a piece of shit person. Like, I, people have told me that work there that he's a piece of shit person. So that's, that's who he is. You know what I mean? So when you, when you have those moments and when you have that ability to understand new information, like let yourself, it doesn't make you less of a person. It doesn't make you less right wing. It doesn't make you less left wing. It doesn't make you less whatever until you get into that, that periphery. You know, until you're on the outside where you're always upset about everything and everything offends you because that happens on both sides, right? Like, you can't say anything about about the president without the left or the right getting upset. Because if you point out things that he actually said, the excuse is, oh, but that's not what he meant. 
okay, well, that's, but that's what he said. Like, if I say you're a piece of shit, I don't want somebody that's going to say, nah, but Ben didn't mean that, man. Ben meant that on Tuesday of last week, you might have been not a nice person, but today you're a good person. But like, no, like, I'm, my word is my, my word is my bond, right? Like, it's all I have. Like, if I'm saying you're a piece of shit, you're a piece of shit. If I'm saying I consider you a good person, you're a good person. Like, until you show me otherwise. But just because you might be a piece of shit in this moment doesn't mean you're a forever piece of shit. Like, people have the ability to change and evolve. Does a 75-year-old person have that ability? I don't know. Like, I don't know. Like, I... There's things already within me, right, at 33, that I've noticed that aren't really changing, right? Like, I'm fixated on television. I love watching TV. I love doing this. Thankfully, I had David come on a couple weeks ago and re-energized and reinvigorated the whole thing. You know what I mean? Because he's so about his business and motivated me. And I thank him for that, even though he's not here. I appreciate that, brother. And I just, I, it's weird for me, man. Like, I, that's the part that I don't get, right? Like, I'm not so pro something. My, my wife says it because I could comp- compartmentalize and take things for what they are. Like, I'm not so pro something that I don't allow myself to change my mind. You get what I'm saying? Like, like one of my boys, right? I talk about him all the time. And he'll watch this and he'll know who I'm talking to. Like, he's the guy that, like, comments on now this videos and... All, like police videos and all this different like he takes the time out of his day to comment on these things and i and i always comment back I was like hey bro like what what are you changing here like i just i share i might share the videos i might not like if he comments in comments on it i typically don't share the video just because i don't want the back and forth the dude's my brother like we can go back and forth he's super right i i'm like my like you heard it on the previous podcast with ruben I'm a liberal progressive. Like I, that just means I don't give a fuck what people do with their lives. Like I don't care. You know what I mean? Like if you break the law, obviously you should be penalized. But if you're a dude that wants to suck dick, suck all the dick in the world. If you want to change your, your sex, change your sex. If you could pay for it, even if the insurance covers it, do it. Like how, how I'm going to go out of my day to bitch about that. When I got my own fucking problems is beyond me. I got bills I got to pay. I got responsibilities in my life. Like, I, I got things going on in my personal life that you guys don't need to work. Like, I got things going on in my life. Why I'm going to let this external bullshit affect me to the point that I have to type some shit out. And I should probably be paying a bill or trying to figure out how to get a second job in many instances and many situations. It's just something, something I can't fathom. Like, I, I can't quite get it, man. Like, I don't. I don't understand why people give their energy to this. And my wife says, oh, you, you always go back and forth and you post all this shit. Yeah, but like, it doesn't, it doesn't affect me. You know what I mean? The only times it's affected me is when I go back and forth with my family. Cause I'm just like, how the fuck did, how, how were our experiences so different? You know what I mean? Like, how do you not see this? But it's not my job to make them see it because it's not my job to live, live their life for them. They're going to have their own point of views. I'm going to have my own point of views. That doesn't make me love my family any less. That doesn't make me want to disown my family. That doesn't make me want to cuss them out every time I see him. Because my stepdad 
comes out is going to come on the podcast, and he's super right wing, one of the most intelligent human beings I've ever met in my life. And we debate until our, we're red and blue in the face, and we need to take a break and drink water. It never gets overly emotional. It never gets disrespectful. It's just a conversation, and that's that's one of the things I enjoy talking with him about. We're never going to agree. He's never going to see my side, and I'm never going to see his side, but we'll have an understanding, and we're not trying to constantly win the argument. I'm not trying to find a witty line to get him to get him in an aha moment. Ah, gotcha, motherfucker. Like that's not that's never my intention. Like that's not what I that's not what I plan on doing, man. Like I just excuse me. See wearing my Yankee shirt. ALCS right now. Going back and forth in the group chat with my boys. But I just I just like I just like and want to have the ability to understand other people's point of views. Right, like it does, it doesn't stay with me. I don't go to sleep thinking about it. I don't wake up thinking about it. When I find myself watching too much news, I turn it off and I'll play some Sam Smith. I'll play some, you know, some Google Play music, whatever they got in their mix. Like I'll, I'll completely distance myself from it to decompress because if you if you immerse yourself in it, and that's all you allow yourself to swallow, you're gonna have a miserable existence, man. Because there's a whole lot of things going on in this world. And we're missing it, man. Like, I when I zone out, I'm watching soccer, and my wife gets mad because she'll be doing stuff around the house. Like earlier, she was we we're trying to open up one of the scrapbooks right in here, and I kind of tuned out, man. I was watching Real Madrid versus Tottenham. They 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 pulled a draw. Spoiler alert: one one in, in the Santiago Bernabeu, and. I just like to zone out and space out, man, because shit, I mean, let me get these 90 minutes or to two hours, because with the 30-minute halftime, these two hours to just enjoy this shit, but, I mean, it's my it's my meditation, I guess, because I do space out completely. I'm not even going to sit here and lie to you. Give me a second, guys. Ever try to put your passcode and fucking upside down and shit? What the fuck? Something about the damn game, right? So, anyways, it's all about a conversation, man. It's all about. Allowing yourself to accept constructive criticism. If you're wrong, it's okay, bro. Like, it's not the end of some world that never existed for real because nobody's right all the fucking time. There's no, oh, I heard from people and this person said that. That's not that's not realistic. Like, you're not living in a realistic world where you think you're always going to be right. I'm wrong about a ton of shit. All the fucking time. Look, I said it. But look, no, the world didn't end, and it's it's okay, man. Allow yourself to be wrong and allow yourself to absorb new information. This I'm gonna defend my point until the end of time and until my death and project and all this shit isn't healthy, man. Like, where does that get you? Like, that's just just my questions, and on both sides. Where does that get you? Like, what's the end game with that? I, I don't I don't really understand it. 
fully to the to the extent that people are willing to die for it, man. I mean, I guess the one the one specific thing I want to talk about with this with the president is the shit that he pulled today about the soldiers who passed who were killed who were KIA killed in action in, in Niger. All right, it's four soldiers. I'm not gonna say their names because they deserve the privacy of their family. They're blasted all over social media and the news and all that stuff, and everything's being politicized. But I just I didn't my my issue with it. Given when we take an oath, we know we took an oath to possibly lose our lives, and to for our family to not to not have us come back. It's just a realistic portion of it, right? You try to limit and minimize how often that can happen, right? Like I've I have friends that have gotten blown up, come back safely. I've friend I've lost friends overseas. Sadly, I never got to deploy because there's always this weird feeling of like, man, I really wanted to. My boy David's deployed. My little brother's currently on a mission that can't be discussed. And there's this it makes me like I'm thinking about it and I'm trying to find the way to say this without getting too emotional because it makes me mad. Four soldiers lost their lives. And all this dude can think about is, well, the other presidents, the other presidents sometimes didn't write or call. What does that have to do with anything? Like, how does that make the situation better? Four soldiers don't, four soldiers' families don't have a, a son coming home, a father, a brother, a nephew, a cousin. That's all that should matter. It shouldn't be, oh, well, they didn't do this. But what else can you really expect for a person who took deferments and called uh, him not getting STDs, his own personal Vietnam, to understand a soldier's oath and a soldier's pledge to this country when at the same time is attacking American citizens First Amendment right to protest, right? Like, I don't know. Maybe I'm connecting too many things. Maybe I'm stretching it. But this is the same guy who made fun of a captain's family that was killed in action, who mocked them openly, and people didn't say anything. This is the same guy who made fun of a POW given. Say what you want about Senator John McCain. He has a brain tumor now. Who knows how much longer he has. But this, the president's power and people's attraction to him was so grand that it made people, friends of mine who I know are intelligent, and made people say, man, but you know John McCain is a dick, though. Like, did that, did that change that he was a POW? Did that change that he didn't come home for all those years? That didn't, that didn't change any like people are pieces of shit and worse things happen to them. That doesn't mean that they still didn't suffer. Like I'm you know what I mean? Like that that doesn't make sense to me. The the ability for him 
to have this mind control over people who I believe are intelligent is kind of mind-numbing, man. Like, just taking a step back, Neo from the Matrix, right? Like, taking a step back and unplugging and just seeing this bullshit for what it is and people making the excuses for it is something I can't quite understand. Like, I don't know how you connect those two and how you are at ease with those. Because it doesn't make sense to me. Like, how do you attack American citizens who are possibly millionaires now? Who dedicated the entire their entire lives to one art form, which is football. Right? Which is one sport. One of the hardest sports that probably ends up killing most of them before they're 50. Due to brain trauma. How you're going to attack them because they don't love America. But at the same time, the guy you voted for made fun of veterans that you're saying the flag protects. And that's who the so that's who the, the the football players are offending. See, that's kind of where you lose me, right? And it's not all of you guys. I'm sure most of you have common sense and I apologize to you if you're taking it personally. But how do you r- reconcile the two? Like how do you get to that point where you're just like, "Oh well." And you just project and deflect, "Oh, but Hillary." Oh, but Barack. Oh, but the left. That's that's not the question at hand. Like, the left is in shambles. Hillary's a joke. Barack Obama is no longer president after winning two elections. That's that's not a good... A good... <sighs> that's not a good deflection. That's not a good direction to go in because... Then you're not arguing the point. You're just deflecting. You get what I'm saying? Like, you're not bringing up a valid statement to the question. You're not bringing up a response. And you can't say, oh, but you're not getting the response you want. I don't, when, if I ask you, is it Tuesday? And you're like, no, it was Monday yesterday. That's that's not what I asked you. You get what I'm saying? Like, you got to stay in the moment and in the context of the conversation. If you can tell me that the, the, Football players are disrespecting the flag, but and 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 veterans, people who served and died for this country, and all this stuff. Cool, okay. But then also say that Donald Trump is is not disrespecting the flag and the soldiers by attacking soldiers' families that lost their lives, by attacking soldiers who were prisoners of war, by not serving by finding any way to not serve because that was the attack on Barack Obama, right? Oh, how could he know he was never a soldier? You don't have to be a soldier, right? Like it's, it's a volunteer army. You can go if you want to. It's not for everybody. We've talked about it before, but it's also not something that you attack. If you were never willing to sacrifice, you get what I'm saying? Like you, you can never, Attack somebody who was a prisoner or a war when you had bone bone spurs in your heels and couldn't take it. You can't attack a prisoner of war when years later on Howard Stern you say that not getting STDs in my 20s was my own personal Vietnam. You can't attack American citizens using their First Amendment right. To say that there's an injustice going on. Because they're American citizens. There's an injustice going on in their community. But then. 
flip it and say that they're attacking America and the Constitution and the veterans when you've personally attacked veterans yourself. Like, that happened, right? Like, am I making something up that is different than what, what was actually said? Or is that just me? <sighs> I don't know, man. It seems pretty cut and dry to me. Maybe, maybe there's something I'm missing. Yes, he, he touched into a lot of people's anger. He touched into a lot of people's disenfranchisement. I think that's a word. Let's go with that one. I get that. But once you start to, you sit back and realize that he's not who he thought you, he's not who he thought you, he's not who you thought he was, is what I was trying to say the whole fucking time. Allow yourself to change your mind, man. It's okay. We made mistakes. Look. Barack Obama did a lot of shit I didn't like. He he passed. He made sure to pass through Citizens United. Kept on drone strikes in the Middle East, which people don't talk about. Uh, didn't pull us out of Iraq and Afghanistan. More so, more soldiers died on his watch. There's tons of stuff. Uh, sent the Guantanamo soldiers for for Bergdahl. There's different. There's different things, right? There's things you can criticize him about too. Allow yourself to criticize, dude. It's all. It's gonna be okay if he doesn't. He's not perfect, man. Just like the dude with the fucking. I keep playing the back of my head, right, with the dude trying me this morning, and I keep wanting to do something different, like every time. And it's fine. I can do it now, right? Like in my mind, I've choke slammed them, body slammed them, punched them in the face a couple times. All those things have happened. In my mind, none of that stuff happened in real life because I would be arrested, and not have a job. So there's that. So, <sighs> another thing I wanted to talk about was how I've lost interest in the UFC. I just don't got it in me anymore, man. Like, it's not it's not fun anymore. Like, it's there was the, there was two fights in the last four weeks. I think there's a fight this Saturday. And it's free, so I might watch that, especially since Cowboy Cerrone's fighting. But it's not enjoyable for me because how can it be, right? Like, sorry, let me get this a little closer. How can it be? Like, explain to me why I should care. When the president of the company shits all over his his product because it's not Connor. They've had shitty back-to-back pay-per-views. It's the first pay-per-views in probably five and a half years that I've missed. Right? Since I moved up here. Pretty much watched every fight until the last two. There's a whole Ultimate Fighter going on right now that I could give a fuck less about. And I don't even know when it's on, to be honest. I don't... I literally don't care about it. And maybe I'm losing interest in sports... Not as a whole, because I'm still addicted to soccer. As you guys know on that lost on that lost on that last podcast with David. And it just it isn't fun anymore, man. Like I still get too over emotional when the Hurricanes play. They they had another comeback win against Georgia Tech. This week they play Syracuse. And that'll be a totally different thing. But 
It's just not fun anymore, dude. It's just not fun anymore. I'm sitting here looking outside and there's trees right here because there's you, you guys can't see it and it's behind you so in your world it doesn't exist there's trees right behind my right behind my place and I'm just looking at them swing and it's just like there's a whole world going on out there and I'm letting some external shit just like I talked about at the beginning bother me I can't change how he acts I can't change what he does and I've let it fester so much that it deterred me from the podcast, man. So, my wife gave me a book. <sighs> Sorry. My wife gave me a podcast. Uh, a podcast. My wife gave me a notebook the other day. I started writing on. And the first thing I wrote about was constructive criticism. And constructive criticism is uh, is a sensitive subject for a lot of people because some people don't know how to take it. Right, because all they hear is criticism. They don't hear the constructive part. Like, okay, this is what you need to improve, A, B, and C. Oh, but why do I need to improve that? What makes you so much better than me? That tells me I need to improve, that you t- that you can tell me that I need to improve that. Why do you think you have the right to tell me? All these are, all these are defense mechanisms that I'm, I'm, I'm a victim of using, right? Like, I've, I've used them. Like, it's. When people get on me, hey, you gain weight. Hey, you you shouldn't exercise more. Hey, what are, what are you eating? Oye, ven, you un poquito gordo. You know what I mean? Like, all these things are like, I shut it down, don't really listen, and I move on. Right? And constructive criticism should always make you feel like it's okay to self-reflect. Right? It's okay to... I don't know if you guys heard that. That was my cat. It's okay to have a moment to realize that maybe you're doing something is wrong, right? Whatever that might be, man. And it's okay, dude. Like, it doesn't doesn't make you a bad person. Doesn't make you a good. Like, it just again it goes back to what I was talking about. It allows you to absorb new information, which only makes you. A, which only makes you improve. It doesn't, I mean, one way or the other. Whatever whatever that might be. <sighs> Fuck. God damn. Been up since like 3 a.m. Some loud ass neighbors going on around here. Fucking dicks. And they, they, so obviously I'm jumping all over the place. Like, just neighbors, loud as shit, waking me up at all hours of the night. And they go into like, Full protective mode of wanting to make sure everything's safe and everything's okay. Because, you know, all the people I care about and love are in this house. My wife and two cats. Judge me if you want to, motherfucker. Bet you can't whoop my ass. That's a <laughs> So, this is going to be weird, right? That that long that pause right there after I said that on the, pod, on the audio part of this is going to sound really fucking weird. On this one, I'm probably going to look even weirder. But that's just, just what it is. Wait a second, guys. Let me just check on my. Checking on my guest because I am a one man show.
You ever try to look for a question mark upside down? So, so I got this new stand. I don't know if you guys can see it. I got this new stand that my wife and I created. Not like created out of thin air. That sounded weird. But, you know, we bought it. I bought it at, uh, at Goodwill. We uh, sanded it down. Primed that shit and painted it. And I'm very proud of it, man. It's Kane Orange. As y'all know, I'm a huge Kane's fan. And... It gets, <sighs> look, it lets me know that I'm able to create some shit, and that's cool. You know, my wife and did this together. One day, she she put the coat on, the next day, I put the other coat on, coat on the orange, and then we primed it, and then we saw the spots we missed, and so on and so forth, and it's cool being able to create something. It's just a different kind of feeling, like, yo, I did that. You know, yo, we did that. Like, if we can do this, there's other things we can accomplish together. There's other things you can accomplish on your own. There's ways to go about it. And YouTube is a, is a, has been a beast. Bitch, 630 Central Standard Time? It's like an hour from now. All right, so we're going to take a little break right here. And we'll jump back on in an hour. Peace. All right, guys, so we're back. To you guys, it won't sound like we actually took a break because that's the way the magic of editing. So I decided to put the put the political signal up instead of the bat signal. And I called up my, uh, my stepdad, Peter Lonsberry. He's the one that I always have the best... You could say arguments, dis- discussion, debates with. So he joins me right now via the the magic of the telephone. What's going on, man? Well, it's going great. I'm honored to be here, and uh, let's get it on. Yeah, man. So obviously, a lot a lot's been going on. We always we've been we've had talks, debates, discussions, spirited uh, arguments for the last I don't know two years and it's always I always like man we should record we should record this at some point so this is this is our first try at it so the, the first thing I want to go with some current that just happened today actually happened on October 4th was the whole situation with Niger right where the full fo- where the four soldiers uh lost their lives I was wondering what you could tell me about it because I'm gonna be honest I just heard about it today because of the press conference that Donald Trump great gave so that's that's my own fault for not finding out more about it previous prior to today, but that's just the way this media thing happens, where they cover so much bullshit. It's kind of it's kind of hard to get the stuff that actually matters first. So what what can you tell me about that, man? Do you know about all that? And I know yeah, there's I, I, and I know there's stuff I, you can't say. So no, no, I'll tell you everything I can say. Okay, and uh, I I thought when it first popped up in the Wall Street journal on that day that it happened and uh, I was a little upset because it had uh, an inch by inch and a half little mention to go turn to page 859 or whatever it was right and to me it was a big story because U.S. service members out fighting to defend our country and just got this token uh I don't know 
I mean, as good as they got that. But it's more concerning to me that, you know, you're even hearing about it just now. Um, when four people die in the way that they died, mm-hmm. uh, they were ambushed, by the way. Yep, by and, by ISIS, right? By a faction of ISIS. Well, terrorists. Doesn't yeah, matter doesn't matter who it is. Talking about. Yeah. Um, and, you know, the, the, the lack of attention of this country when people are out uh, sacrificing everything that they have, their lives, uh, of course, troubles me, but it doesn't amaze me or send me into despair or anything like that because it's kind of the order of the day. Mm-hmm. But to me, it's not really the issue, though. I mean, those things happen all the time. And, you know, you mentioned things I can talk about, can't talk about. Well, there's lots of things I can't talk about that I know that happen. Right. Um, and it shouldn't be the point. The point should be that as a nation, uh, when things like this happen, they should be uh, preceding uh, coverage of uh, the, the, you know, the latest stupid thing that Donald Trump said. Right. Because um, it's more important. And I don't know. I'll just leave it at that. That's, you know, my opinion. Right. So, but I guess my question, I mean, we're we're just two people talking. We're, you know, but my question is like, why do you think that is? And we could we could trace this back. I mean, I can't remember a time when they went when the news or any kind of media went out of their way to mention the soldiers who who were uh, killed in Iraq or Afghanistan. You know, they they would give you a number, and they might give you at the they might give you. And this, mind you, I was eighteen, nineteen at the time, so I can't flash back to fifteen years ago that well. But they might give you at the end of the year like like a slideshow of the show of the soldiers who passed. But every year it seemed to get that seemed to get pushed further and further back. Like why why do you think that is? Why why do you why is it that at the same I was talking about it earlier on the podcast, why is it that the the football players get the media attention of oh if Trump said this about the NFL or if this person's gonna kneel or not, yada yada yada. That gets talked about and the defense is Oh, but what about the troops as far as the media is concerned? But when that concerns the actual troops, it doesn't get mentioned. Like you said, it's it's a little byline on the Wall Street Journal when it initially happens. Well, the reason is ugly, it's political, and the media is overwhelmingly in the side of the left. Um, Harvard University recently put out a study, and they, they actually clocked Fox at uh, nearly 50-50, I think it was like 49-52. And most people would recognize Fox as being highly partisan. And I'll be honest with you, when I watch them, <laughs> they're highly partisan. They're talking right. about the news portions, like, you know, Brett Baer. Yeah. Not when Sean uh, Hannity's on. And uh, much of the problem is because what we consider to be news isn't actually news anymore, uh, where people actually go out and just give the current events of the day. So going back to the example that you gave, that was the current event of the day. And it, to me, if news was news, it would present that as this is something that happened at this point in time in history, mm-hmm. um, and then you move on to the next subject. Um, but that's not what we get in news. Um, so the first thing we have is a conflation between opinion editorials True. and what is presented as news. Mm-hmm. And it's so muddled that uh, when people watch any network, be it Fox or CNN or any network, that they think they're watching the news. I mean, look at the name of CNN. 
they're not actually getting much news nope. when you watch them. And it doesn't matter what net, network that you watch. Uh, so to me, if, if you really want to fix things or heal things in this country, the first thing to do is to separate uh, the difference between opinion, editorial pieces that are presented as news and actual news where you just state the facts. That, and that's, the, I mean, the state the news where just to get the facts, that that's the rare moments when you watch the 22 minutes of local news, right? Where this this and this happened in your town today, but the big networks, I mean, they don't they don't do that. <laughs> like you said, it doesn't matter who you watch, Fox, CNN, I guess MSNBC, and what other networks are out there, they don't do that. They'll put on their political pundits, oh, tell me what you think. But then that's that in itself is skewed because I can have an opinion about it, you can have an opinion about it. Right, but if we're talking to each other about it, it's very different than somebody being thrown on TV in front of millions of people, where they can where they can skew people's point of view about it because they think this person might be more uh more better well informed. I guess you get what I'm trying to say. So it so that those panels or that political pundit can shape the opinion of people, which is a dangerous thing. Which I think is your what what I'm saying is I think you're right. They don't they don't state the news as a matter of fact. They go, oh, so what? How do you think, or how do you feel about this? And that's not what news is. If if that's me and you can talk about how we feel about certain shit, right? Like we could talk about how this and that. That's fine because that's us speaking. But the the media has a responsibility to not tell me how they feel. I don't give a shit how they feel. Personally, you know, like I don't I don't want your point of view, your politics. When I just want the matter of fact of the day. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, well, you know, the conceptualization of the word fact is a matter of debate, and that's a problem. Right. Uh, because you can use facts to assemble an argument to support a view. And mm, yep. unfortunately, that, that has happened too much. Uh, people will take facts or partial facts or pieces of facts and, and manipulate them right and left to make the point that they're making. What I like to do is go to straight to the heart of the matter. And let's talk about, you know, what ideology that you're speaking from. And um, let's discuss uh, the worldview that you hold and embrace when you're saying the things that you're saying so that I can better understand the point that you're trying to make. And typically what we get out of quote unquote news is just that. And, it's not really helpful unless you have the full context. Uh, let me put it another way. If you heard a, a quote-unquote news broadcast from Cuba, you would understand that it was coming from the communist government of Cuba, that it was propaganda, and it would be slanted in a certain way. Well, to me, that's open and transparent. Um, if you try to treat it uh, neutrally and throw it out as a fact, even though there might be facts engulfed in what they're saying, mm-hmm. and, and fail to mention the, the source and the motives and why the person was saying what they were saying, uh, when you come to the actual truth, you're going to get less of it. And Ben, you know me, I uh, have very strong opinions about politics, yep. how things should be. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when it comes to things like this, I get very pragmatic, and the reason is I trust nobody. True. Me and you. Me and you. 
That, that's why when you'll see when I mean as, as far as social media and stuff like that, when I when I share things, I I I try to steer. I can't tell you 100 percent of the time I've done if I've done it, but I try to steer away from like a CNN clip or a Fox News clip. Sometimes when I guess sometimes I'll, sometimes I'll share like a Fox News clip, uh, just to mess with people, so on and so forth. But like I try to just show like what. As, as far as it pertains, like as far as what like the president said, right? Because I, I know the media's, I know I've, I know the media's bullshit. They have a vested interest in whatever and spewing their point of view and trying to get as many people to follow. I like I, that's the way I look at it. So you got to be uh, strong-willed enough and strong-minded enough to have to develop your own opinion about it. That doesn't mean you you just make it up. You know, you actually seek, like you said, go to the heart of the matter. And seek out the actual information, and don't just take a two-minute clip or a meme or a or a post that somebody shared as fact. Because I've been—I'll tell you like this—I've been called out for stuff I've shared when I thought this crowd size was was something, and then I've had my own like my cousin show me. No, that's actually from Woodstock. Okay, cool. And you know, whatever. It's—I like to know that stuff. I like to know when I'm wrong. So one of the things I was talking about early on the podcast, like when, when I was talking to myself, basically was that why, why is it that it feels, it feels like, cause it's, things have gotten more intense, obviously. Why does it feel like we've gotten to a point where people can, can't absorb new information in the sense that like when, when I'm trying to say this. So when, when new information is, is, is put out there, right? Like, let's say, about like the Harvey Weinstein thing, right? Like I've seen like that's because that's current. Like he's he's a complete piece of shit, complete piece of garbage, rapes and sexually assaults women, right? Like I've seen, and I'm not asking you to defend it because I haven't seen your your take or anything like that. So I'm never gonna be that guy. Like oh, speak for your side because that doesn't make any sense to me. But like the Harvey Weinstein's a piece of shit, and I've seen people oh, finally the left is being shown for what it is, yada yada yada. But those same people were were quiet. When Roger Ailes and Bill O'Reilly and even Bill Cosby, because Bill Cosby is a piece of shit too, like they they were quiet on that front. Why is it that sex even to people have politicized even that? You get what I'm saying? Like why why can't a piece of shit is a piece of shit? Like it doesn't matter if it's right or left. Well, the the reason is that people are being selective in who they declare who who is and uh, should be a piece of excrement, as right. you put that. Right. Um, and I don't buy it at all. None of it. Um, I, I just don't. I mean, I understand fully the whole thing with Weinstein right now, or Weinstein, whatever his name is. Whatever his name is. It doesn't is, yeah. matter to me. I don't care. Um, I do care about the pervasiveness of sexual abuse inside an industry that it went on so long and all that stuff, but I absolutely recognize that they're making uh, political hay of something uh, that doesn't even come close to matching uh, what should actually be done about it. Again, if you want to be pragmatic about it, if you want to think about what we're doing, um, it, there, there, there should be a point of total separation where you recognize when things are being politicized because, mm-hmm. you know, I watch Fox News a lot and they just, they won't give up the subject. And it's like, okay. Right. 
I, I get it. He's yeah. a bad person. Hollywood was involved, and people didn't say things that should have, and they're hypocrites, and this, that, and the other things. Fine. Yep. Um, but if you want to throw stones, um, you can come up with just as many examples on the other side. And then you know me. I don't like to go to the place where we start talking about moral equivalency. Right. Because it doesn't excuse the behavior. Exactly. Behavior. Um, in the case of Weinstein, the exposure here is that um, too many people, it wasn't even him, it was that too many people for too long looked the other way when they knew that something wrong was going on. Yeah. And uh, I'm not wired like that. I'm sorry, I can't do it. If I see something, I've lost my job over it. Yeah. Um, if I see something wrong, uh, I'll say it, and I don't care what the... Uh, ramifications or repercussions are for me saying that I know in my heart to believe what is true and what is right. So I don't connect at all with what's going on in these cases. What's good is that we're talking about this, and I think we're on the same sheet of music, that we're, our BS detector is uh, pegged on 100% of this is not what it's being presented to be. It's not the emergency yeah. that uh, is being you know, the, the culture and the society is being whipped into believing uh, that it is. We have much bigger pressing problems right now that we should be focusing on, and we're not. Why? Because we're in this hate fest um, trying to eviscerate somebody, and at the end of the day, it's about, you know, on the right, it's about political validation that, uh, you know, we're not being heard or, or whatever, there's double standards, and all those things might be true. But... It shouldn't be with driving how we see what we see, when we see it, and how we receive it. Yeah, you're right. So I guess because you're way older than me, so you've you've had more. So my question is, so you have more experience and more knowledge and more memory overall as far as the political spectrum and being in the military and all these things. I guess my question is, like, when when did it get so perfect? Like. When did it get so extreme? How, like, how did we get here that that you can't even call out wrong just because that person is on your team? You get what I'm saying? Like, you, the, want, you want the real answer to it? I'll, I'll give it to you. It's yeah. going to be uncomfortable for those hearing it. But the real answer is when uh, we decided as a nation that God wasn't the pillar of our moral strength, our center of being. Hmm. Um, and we went to the model of you know, whatever is right in your heart. It's an actually a very ancient concept. The, the Bible in the Old Testament talks about this. Um, and I'm not trying to get religious on you. No, I'm just saying that mm -hmm. when we dethroned the principles of Judeo-Christian uh, values as the basis of our laws, culture, and society, and we opened the doors up to say, Basically, anything goes. Um, we entered into a territory where you reap what you sow. And we're sowing things right now. And we're reaping what we've sown. No. So if you don't like the religious connotations of things, that's fine. But just understand that when you sow things in its place, you will reap what you sow. It's a law of nature. It's not, it's not even debatable to me. Uh, so it's no wonder to me to watch what's 
and now we're reaping what we've sown. As as far now as as far as what are you talking about? Uh, religious uh, religious freedom to like no, the the concept. No, no, I'm not talking about religious freedom. I, I'm talking about you reap what you sow. So in place of uh, things and people could argue all day long about you know if you put the church in charge of this or that. I'm not saying that. Right. I'm saying when you when you retreated from your moral foundation as a nation, and uh, one of one of the best examples, and it's a hard one to talk about, is homosexuality. Um, many people believe that in a free country and a free nation that. Uh, that should not be a persecuted behavior or however you want to wrap that. Those that are religious see that as sin and want mm-hmm. to embody the uh, anti associated with that inside U.S. law. Now, your listeners don't get this. You do. You've heard it with me. I'm, I'm a, a libertarian federalist in, in that I believe in civil liberties and in federalism. Not in that things deferred to the federal government, but to the state and local levels. Right. Um, so when an issue like this comes up that has a moral nature to it, there are states like Georgia just comes to mind where they actually had anti-sodomy laws. Those were, you know, just kind of backdoor ways of persecuting homosexuals. Uh, I don't believe that it's, that's consistent no. with the spirit of the Declaration of Independence or who and what we are as a nation. Uh, that's mean-spirited, that's going after somebody, that's trying to extract a punishment for a behavior, and I don't believe in that. Right. Now, conservatives may disagree with me, Republicans may disagree with me, that's fine. I don't care what other people think about me. Exactly. That's what I believe. Mm-hmm. So, my, so, yeah, the sodomy, so, question about sodomy. Sodomy is just any sexual encounter that's not in the in the vagina right like it, it's if it's oral or anal right that's sodomy was that, was that right or is it just anal just just oh well, you have to read the law um but, it, 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 listen it was pointed against homosexual right right in georgia who've been arrested in the act of committing sodomy i don't even want to discuss what that means <laughs> all i know all i know is this like is it's that um well, that's not the proper function of government right. to bust the door down and, and, and arrest somebody for acting in a uh, behavior that really, in my opinion, Ben, you've heard me say this many times before, it doesn't embody the spirit of the Declaration of Independence. Right. I believe that that document, not, although not perfect, it was damn close, but we didn't live up to its standards when we had our revolution against Great Britain. And we've evolved as a nation to the point where, um, oh, heck, we fought a civil war over it. Yeah. Um, where we couldn't agree and the law actually didn't work. Well, it came to blows. We shot each other. We killed each other. Yep. It was the most lethal war in American history. Why? Because the system actually broke down in that sense, and military force had to be exerted from one group over another. And it still didn't fix things. And you know, going to the NFL, um, listen, there, there were repercussions for enslaving people for hundreds of years. And part of it was the families. And we broke them apart. We had 
makes me want to cry. Because it's because the thing I don't know if you've seen the documentary on Netflix, which I I honestly again like I'm very honest about my own ignorance. That's I think that's one of the things that that you have to understand as a person. Like there's things that you just don't know, and it's okay to admit that. Like we watched this documentary called the Thirteenth Amendment that I honestly didn't know. I don't know if you've I don't know if you've had a chance to watch it, but it breaks down all the way from the end of slavery to today, right? So it goes the end of end of slavery to there's I think the Jim Crow laws were a little bit after that where uh, black people were, were enslaved for for basically being homeless, right? Like right after they right after they were freed. So it goes to all to to that to then. Uh, what is it to to well, the to, to change the Fourteenth Amendment, where the federal government had to exert its uh, control? We, we can talk about what that means, but it's it, it's control about states that were conquered in war, yeah. and were resisting um, the uh, implementation of the implications of their surrender. And we don't like looking at it like that, but you know when we went to war with uh, Japan, for example, uh, we demanded unconditional surrender. Now, that doesn't mean that everything is fixed. True. Uh, when they say that. And that's what we've experienced. That's the problem that we're seeing right now. But, Ben, I'll be honest with you. In my view, most of the problems that we have uh, with black America is that they've been wronged at so many levels that it makes me sick to my stomach. And the people that are using uh, emotions and feelings and whipping people into frenzies over things that that should be pragmatic and intellectual discussions and problems solved, we're not getting there. And we're not going to get there uh, on the track that we're on right now. It it almost... It almost feels like we've taken a step back in a sense, right? Where I thought once, and this this might might be my own naivete, but like it almost felt like when Barack Obama was in office, that was the time to have that conversation, right? But it felt like people went further and further into their into their cubby holes, into their echo chambers, as as we as we know. Well, right? my like, problem with that is that. Uh, Barack Obama had a once in the life. The only thing I liked about him, I, I identify him as a neo-Marxist. It is and what he is. Um, I'm not a fan of anything about him when it comes to policy or right. politics. Yeah, I have my issues with uh, him as well. But he had a very unique opportunity in history to make many things right. And all he had to do was say and do the right things as leader of this nation. And he failed to do it, Ben. He did. And no, I agree with you. I, I don't understand. I really don't. Uh, other than I, I have to come to the conclusion that his intentions weren't at all in the spirit of helping the black community, but to advance a political ideology that he thought might elevate the black community. Yeah, and of, I and I would I would um, agree with that. Like I've I've had I've had conversations with with uh, black activists, black, and so on and so forth, and they tell me the exact same thing, that he f- he failed them because he didn't he didn't have the conversations, he didn't give the speeches, he didn't reach out, you know, like, make the conversation under understanding. Like, you, you get what I'm saying? Like, he, he just failed to do so, and he just stick, 
He just stuck to his politics, and that's all he leaned on. He he should have he stood up. He he didn't stand up when he should have. He sat down most of the time. Like I have I have tons of issues with him, and we've talked about it ad nauseum, as far as policies and all those things. But he absolutely failed. Like he with without a doubt, I completely agree with you. And now we're at a point where because he didn't, I don't know if we'll ever get that opportunity. I mean, we might, but for right now, it just seems like. Because he didn't, and it was I. I looked at I looked at him. I looked at I look at him as as a weak president because of that. Because a a true leader has the conversations that are uncomfortable, right? And like, I cannot fathom why he did what he did. I really can't. Me neither. I mean, I, I don't. I I, I, I can't. I can't. Me neither. Honest. I honestly can't. I honestly can't understand why he didn't. I I can't. And then. Like we've had the we had the conversations. I was a Bernie supporter throughout it, throughout about the election, and I can't understand how he sided with Hillary when her policies are so garbage. But I, I don't want to re, re re litigate or whatever the election. I don't want to get into all that. But Barack Obama, no, they, I'll tell you my opinion of that is that he he saw that as the best uh, avenue to preserve his legacy. Yeah. It was all you know, about him. We're talking about ego and you know oh. stuff like that. Um, I don't. I don't want to get into that either because you know what's done is done. What's past is past. Yeah. Uh, the election's over, um, and we have to move forward. But uh, nobody can really give you that answer. Heck, Hillary can't give you that answer. She can't even come to grips herself. She doesn't know why she lost the election. She can't even give like. She can't even give me a reason or anybody why she actually ran other than she felt like it was her turn. That's not how this works. Like we talked about it. I told you No, Ben, actually you're wrong. That is how this works. That's the problem. Right. And, and that she, right, but that's she but, ran because she felt it was her place because in the normal order of things it was her place. Right. And that's when and, that's where she was that's where she messed up. And what you saw was a, a prelude of what you're seeing now in the Republican Party, which I actually feel very good about, where you're seeing that there is a huge battle raging within. Uh, I love this. I love the conflict. I love the pushing. I love the debate. Uh, Do you there's think... only one candidate that I uh, donated money to. His name is Rand Paul, because he is the closest uh, aligned politician to how I believe the things should be solved. Is he perfect? No. But... Um, He's got I the worst hair, though, division. Pete. You gotta, you gotta at least admit that. I don't okay. know that that his hair is like a chia pet. That is, <laughs> that's gotta be the. His dad had did not have that hair, so I got some yeah, questions. It's probably a perm. <laughs> I, rem- I remember, I remember his dad. I was a fan of his dad. <laughs> hey, I, I used to have a bumper sticker I put the back back of my. Uh, uh, actually, you saw the car. I had it imported down here to Florida. Oh, yeah. 1998 Nissan Maximum. Yep, I remember that car. window, I used to have a uh, campaign slogan from Ron Paul, and it was a revolution. And uh, when you read it, uh, it had love backwards uh, on it. Yeah, and, didn't wasn't uh, wasn't Ron Paul, he was a true leader. Like, he was ahead of it on, on, on uh, was it gay rights, on, on marijuana. On all that type of stuff, right? Like he no, was. No, he he wasn't for any of that. What he he was a federalist. He was against the federal government 
taking so, positions and stands and making laws about things that, listen, Ben, I don't think marriage is the business of government, period. Period, yep. At all. Where we get into the problem when you talk about gay rights is uh, it's about one group of people want, wanting to impose um, things on another. And part of it has to do with people unwilling to accept. I agree with that. But the other part of it is when you have people who want to uh, impose fines or whatever for people who don't acknowledge a uh, behavior that they don't agree with on religious grounds, um, you have to impose force on them. That's what government is about. If you go into, uh, we, we can go into this too, but if you go into the philosophy uh, underlying American government, uh, that's part and parcel to it. Mm-hmm. And um, freedom is one thing. But forcing others to adhere to uh, beliefs or systems is quite another. Right. And, and what I... Ron Paul was all about was he, he wasn't pro-gay this or pro-anything. He was uh, anti-government uh, involvement in any of those things, which made him a libertarian. He, I know he always ran as a Republican. But, uh, you know, initially, you go check this, Google it or whatever, he was initially a libertarian mm-hmm. and out of necessity uh, ran as a Republican. Well, how do you, so I want to ask you about that too. Do you think, because uh, you mentioned earlier, the infighting that's going on in the Democratic Party as well as the Republican Party, Republican Party, do you think that we're getting closer and closer to, to more parties actually being a, a realistic possibility? Because you could see it now, like there's different versions of a Republican, right? Because you have the conservative, you have the ultra, ultra right conservative, you have what I like to call the the Trumpians, you know what I mean? There's different factions within that own party. At some point... That is all an an illusion right now. Uh, What we're really looking at is the administrative state. And if you look this up, you'll see a lot of discussion about it, especially if you look... And, you know, Google search and, you know, go, go to news and look up the, you know, quote-unquote administrative state and keep that together in quotes. Mm-hmm. Um, Trump has declared war on the administrative state, and a lot of people uh, view that as an attack on the Republican or Democrat uh, folks that don't agree with him. Um, I can't claim to live in his head, but I think what he's thinking of it is that uh, the problem that we have right now is we have the behemoth of the federal government and the administrative state is so deeply entrenched that they're protecting their own interests. So we literally have the government against the people. Now, when I, I say the that. people, it's, you know, when you say you're a Democrat or Republican, that means different things to different people. Yes. Um, I understand you, Ben. I understand you because, you know, we're family and we love each other and, and we can have talks like this without trying to cut each other's throat. Yeah. That's not the case with the rest of the world. <laughs> this no. is a very similar So, yeah, because that's, that's one thing. Like, I have, I have, a, I'll give you a perfect example of that. I have a friend that I was in the Army with that I went through boot camp. I went through basic AIT. We were stationed in Hawaii together. Off Great friends. He was a very different person then to who he is now to to the point now where like I can't even have a conversation with him 
without the name calling, oh, you oh, you little liberal or you snowflake. Mind you, it doesn't affect me because I know the guy. It doesn't offend me. But it's like, no, man, right is right and wrong is wrong. It doesn't it doesn't matter. Like if I, if I'm a progressive or liberal, then like I'm I'm calling it out for what it is. You know, like I the conversation we can have, which is something that, that I always appreciate is because most of the times you have your political sense and I have mine and we're, and we're not on the same side, but we can have a conversation where look, nobody's, we haven't called each other names. We haven't resorted to raising our voices and, and curse words and all that stuff. I just like to curse. Cause this is, this is my podcast and it's always uncensored, but I just, I don't understand why this conversation isn't, isn't more possible. Is it because to like you, you research your stuff and you know your stuff and I research my stuff and I know my stuff. So it's a deeper conversation than just the talking points that people get from the quote unquote news. Right. Cause that's, that's, that's what I see well, from, that's what I see from both that, sides. That you actually impressed me and surprised me with your knowledge of the actual facts. Mm-hmm. Thank um, you. When I, knew your stance, I assumed incorrectly that you were just chewing on whatever was thrown to you. Right. And what I was pleasantly surprised about is that you weren't just taking the meat thrown in front of you Mm -mm. and uh, regurgitating it to make a point. Right. That you're actually uh, pragmatic in how you think about things which is the definition of pragmatism. But mm-hmm. you, you, you think about things and that you're open to uh, other views. Right. Uh, it, you're correct, though. It, it's unusual in society. It's what we need more of. But when you have two political parties that uh, can't even get their act together within themselves and get on a quote-unquote party line to you know spew out whatever it is that they're backing, um, well, don't don't expect more. Not more is going to come out of it. And That's true. The reason that working between you and I is we're we're family. There's love. That there's there's a lot of things involved here that the rest of the world isn't. Uh, See, but that that's that's what I find. That's what I find the most interesting is that this last election and things that have happened since have even pushed family to not speak to each other. Like I hear from some of my friends. Sorry, I hear from some of my friends and and some of the people that I see on Facebook. Oh well, so and so, my cousin, yeah, or whoever, can't doesn't want to talk to me anymore because of my political beliefs. I think that's sad, and that's more uh, deconstructing what a democracy is because it it should be a political debate. It should be talking about things that are uncomfortable because if you don't let if you don't talk about those things, you let things fester like you do. Uh, for example, systematic racism, what you allow, you allow these point of views that are completely illegitimate and not based on any kind of fact, actual fact, right? Like, and just let them fester to the point where they become a belief and an ideology. And that's dangerous, right? But that there's, I mean, it's, it's a way bigger topic than we can cover in, in a six to 10 hour podcast. Cause then we can go into education, uh, team. It could, it could be sociology, economics and all these different types of things that, that lead into a person's belief and things like that. And I, and I understand that, but where I, where I fail to understand tons of people, even on, so I'll tell you something jumping off a lot of, a lot of the stuff I post 
is because I I like to troll people. Like I, I'll be honest, you know, there's just there's things that I like to poke people on, because I just find it ridiculous. You know, like I I I just find it funny. Like that's that's and and it stirs people up. And okay, cool. Like when just, and I've needled you back over that practice uh, only a couple times, but I've needled you back. As yeah, well. no, you, you have. Like we, I forgot what we went back and forth. The the whole uh, racist and bigot thing. I forgot what what we posted. I wanted to do a podcast that day, but I was. I wanted to call you that day and talk about it, but I was just too tired. Like I, I talked about it. Like I'm never that guy. I don't like to go back and forth and write long passages on Facebook. And it's never that I'm like I'm ignoring the conversation. It's just I don't like to type that much because I don't I don't remember what I said at the beginning and I don't want to repeat myself at the end. So I'd much rather just talk to you about it. You know, because through through words on a screen, it's very difficult to understand the context and the tone that's being said. So I don't want. Well, you know what I mean? I don't so, know if you if you read. My last post on Facebook, I don't post there too often. Right. But it was, uh, you know, 10 things that everyone should understand about the, you know, Kaepernick non-controversy controversy. Right. And really, if you just read the first line, that's all you needed to really know, because it shouldn't be a controversy. True, really shouldn't. It's something that, it's been contrived by the society, it's so far beyond what it originally started as that is blown into something that people have become irrational about. Um, and I gave my opinion. And if you read it, you know what my opinion is, and I don't think there, there was probably any surprises for you. Um, I was a little surprised at the lack of uh, comments or, or likes or dislikes or whatever from people. But we've been conditioned to uh, shut our mouths, not say anything, and not think anything, and not believe anything. Um, as opposed to being passionate about the things that we believe. I, yeah. I'm unapologetic about the things I believe in. Why? Is because uh, they're well uh, thought out. I can defend every principle and belief that I have uh, to the end. And there's a reason for it. I've gone through the process in my mind. I've beat myself up over these things. And that general process, Ben, is not there. You do it, I do it. Yeah, that's all they want to see. Agree with what they agree with. So what? So for those who listen to this, who aren't friends with you on Facebook, what was what was your your first point with the Kaepernick controversy, non controversy? Well, to sum it up, this is not North Korea. Yeah, I throw Cubans because I'm you know. That's that's really that's really all you need to say, right? Like we're not North Korea. That's it's very true. And we have to come to grips with the fact that um, in this country, if you're going to have a freedom, that you're going to hear things that you don't like. Yeah. You're going to see things that you don't like. And, you know, when it comes to either Confederate memorials or whatever, we should have the discussion. But when we've gone to the point where we're using uh, physical force and violence to uh, make a point of view happen despite mm-hmm. the debate, we're delving into the very dangerous uh, path of totalitarianism. And that transcends even the political belief behind it. Totalitarianism, it doesn't matter if it's communist, Nazi, or, or, or whatever you want to uh, attribute to it. Um, that's the danger point. And unfortunately, this nation has 
delved into this side or that side of a totalitarian belief system. My point is that we need to get back to our constitutional roots, understand what the Declaration of Independence meant, understand what the Constitution is and isn't, and that we learn to uh, tolerate the views and opinions of others that we don't agree with inside the constitutional framework that this country was built on. And if we can't do that, my answer is uh, one of two, get out or work together to make it better. So, and I, I agree with you. My 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 biggest issue with uh, and, and I could I'll do it like in in hindsight, right? Like I'll do like a rewind of it. My biggest issue with the players who took a knee after the Donald Trump thing of calling them sons of bitches or whatever was the fact that I thought the NFL. I've, we talked about it. I hate the NFL. Like I think they're full of shit. I think they're disingenuous. They actually get paid by the military. To, to, to put the flag out so their their patriotism isn't legit because it's paid for, whatever. But my issue with it is all those people and those players who took a knee and showed a sign of unity, it wasn't for the Colin Kaepernick reason. It was because they felt offended, right? Like so that's that's that bothered me more than anything Colin Kaepernick did or the uh, the other safety that kneeled with him the first time, which was I think Eric Reed. Because I understood and I de- and I defended it ad nauseum with other people who thought, "No, oh, that's against the flag and the soldiers and all this stuff." I was like, "Oh my god, okay." But like, what what the NFL how the NFL reacted? It wasn't in unit in unity with Conor Kaepernick because if the NFL was in unity with Conor Kaepernick, Conor Kaepernick would have a job right now, right? So listen, it's not that complicated. It, and what I mean, not that complicated, it's not as complicated as you're saying. Right. Um, those points can be made by these people who have lots of money. They're not all millionaires, but many of them are multimillionaires. Mm-hmm. Uh, and many of them do great things. Yes. And back in the hood or whatever. Um, that's the way, that's a great way that someone in that position that has the, the, those types of resources can make things better. Uh, what Colin Kaepernick did, um, my honest opinion, was that he did something that wasn't right, and he stood on it, and it grew. And he ended up standing on it. Right now, he's better or whatever. Um, I don't even want to get into any of that. The bottom line for me, as a veteran, your brothers in the military too, is that uh, if you don't respect our flag, you don't respect our anthem. Um, I have a hard time listening to what you're going to say. See, that's that's interesting that you said because I actually have my brother on the podcast, and he says he doesn't take offense to it or care, and he thinks that it's disingen like it's disingenuous. I believe I I don't want to put words in his mouth to to make it into that it's against the flag or or the veterans because it's because it's not right. I I understand what you're I understand well, what that, you're saying. I I understand. That's, like, that's his that's his opinion. No, I only no, it's them up as, as a matter of relation. No, it's but, it's uh, not the very reason. Obviously, so, many people do take offense to it. Right, I I understand that, and and that's and that's the point of view and the feeling you get from it. I and I understand the people who take it that way, but the reason why he initially did it, he was just gonna sit on the bench, and then he talked to a I don't know if he's he talked to a a Green Beret and said, "Oh, it's better if you kneel because that's a sign of respect." Right, so he he didn't just do it all on his own. But the reason why he did it was to bring attention to the 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 
the people in, in his community, not necessarily his specifically, but the black community that, that are being killed without that are that are being killed with with no persecution like all the cops that are getting away with killing unarmed people that's what he said it was never against the troops it was never against america he said that the flag right now doesn't represent everybody which i you can't really argue against that because if it was true like he, so here's this is a conversation i got in, i got into with like police officers right now we we get the whole speech of and the whole spiel of blue lives matter right so if we both know if you commit a crime in the military, you go to jail. You you pay the price, right? Like that's there's nothing there's there's nothing like if you if you commit adultery and somebody persecutes you for that, if you if you rape, if you kill somebody with with no justification, you go to jail. When when a police officer kills an unarmed person, be it black or white, they tend to more than likely get away with it. So he's bringing attention to that. To, to turn it into it's offending the country or the soldiers isn't exactly right because it's never against it. He has people in his family himself that are in the military, and he spoke to them before. Yeah. I, I, oh, hang on a second. Let me put that back in. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's very debatable, much of what you said to me. Um, in that, listen, a lot of the problems in the black community um, are not born because of um, a conspiracy of uh, police persecution. No, and it's not, it's, it's, and it's not that it's not it's not saying. Of course, the black community, any community, has a plethora of different problems. But when no, I listen. I watch cops all the time, and Ben, before this happened, I hope you would have heard me say that. I would never react, or, or, or I would have reacted in this way or that, which would have got me, you know, probably clubbed over the head uh, for how they were treated when confronted with law enforcement people. Um, where, you know, where are you going? What are you doing? My, mm. I've said this many times. My reaction would be, it's not 1937, it's not Nazi Germany, none of your business. Right. Um, that would get you clubbed over the head and thrown in jail. Um, if you're in the wrong spot and if you're in the wrong color, there, there's no doubt in my mind that there are issues there. None. Um, how do we get to fix that is a different thing because the truth of the matter is the crime prevalent in, in black America is most of the problem. And if we want to really be honest about how to fix it, it's, well, you've heard me say this before. It's not easy. It's generational. You're not going to fix it with a law or with uh, some simple this or that. It takes really uh, rolling up your sleeves and committing for the long haul of correcting um, behavior that will turn things around. In the meantime, the ugly truth is that there are people who have histories and pasts who they can't crawl out of the hole that they're in. You know, if you got caught with a bag of weed in your pocket too many times, um, you'll spend you could spend life in jail. Uh, well, it, even if you didn't, let's say you got let off. If you're a convicted felon, if it was enough pot, you're never going to have a good job, and it just snowballs after right. that point. And those are the types of things that will actually fix things. 
And again, I watch cops all the time. And the way my brain works, I'm watching it to what's right, what's wrong, what's right, what's wrong. And that's fine. But at the end of the day, the real fix is what's causing this um, plethora, or I don't even know the right word, but this you know massive scale of misbehavior that's creating the cycle to begin with. And some of it could be blamed on white this or white that, but a lot of it um, has to be dealt with within. And that's where my heart is. That's where I'd like to see things get fixed. Because at the end of the day, none of the other stuff is anything but rhetoric. It's nothing but talk, and it won't do anything to fix it. And the part that breaks my heart is that it takes so long to really, truly fix what's wrong within the African-American community that we're see, but the issue that I guess I'll, I'll push back just a little bit. The, the issue is, is that for most people, they don't even acknowledge that there's a problem, right? Like for them, oh, you, you have for, for, I can't say the majority because I don't know everybody for, for, for people, right? There's a belief that I'll, if they, if what, what is it that I'm trying to say? Like if they're trying, oh, well, they, they have the right to vote now. They can get their own houses. They should be happy. You know what I mean? When the, the whole they aspect of it bothers me. Because it's not they, it's us, right? Like if we're if we're Americans first. No, it it, it should be us. And right, but the it, but the thing, thing you're is, getting at is correct. Right, but that it's but that's the thing. It's, it's it's somebody else. It's somebody else's neighborhood. Exactly. And I'll I'll agree with this. White people too easily dismiss everything. It's no, uh, and, and well, it's and it's all these problems. And it's not this, just. This and I'll tell you like this, man. It's not, it's not just white people, right? It's Hispanic people too. Like I got members in my family that that don't view them as us, right? Like there's, there's members in my family that if you have a darker pigmentation, it's not, it's not, it's not us. It's them, you know, where they, even they distance themselves from it because to put it honestly, well, at least I'm not black, right? Is the perspective some people have. And I'm not, Ben, I, I, I don't believe that, uh, there are that many, people out there that are actually racist no no, it's not it's not i don't i don't i don't call i wouldn't call that racism i would call that ignorance right like it's it's not because there's a difference because racism is the people who are holding up the pit the pitchforks in in charlottesville you know that's racism you know i mean that's the people who believe that they're that such like white genocide and the people that who and they're the, the extreme on the left who believe black people are, are, are perfect and white people are the devil th- to those extremes because there's there's both sides of that, right? That's racism. That's ignorance. That's racism. Ignorance is totally different where the information can be shown to you otherwise, but you choose to ignore it, right? Like that's 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 where it, that's where it differs. But what I was saying was is that it's it's them. It's always them. Oh, they need to get it together when it's never if we're in this country together as a whole, right? Like the people, then we need to fix it together. Like we just, Listen, ben, and I, and I'm not, and I'm not saying, and I'm not saying, and I'm not saying like, Oh, let's give them a handout and, and give them this and they'll figure it out. No, it's let's have an honest conversation and hear them and hear them for what they have to say. 
Yes, there's criminals in in those communities. There's criminals in my community. There's criminals in your community. There's people who deal drugs in those communities. Yes, there's people who deal... It's the pervasiveness of a a culture, and there's an unwillingness with white people to get too involved. And there's a lot of reasons. Some of it is based on racism. But most of it is involved that if I talk the way that I'm talking to you right now, I run the risk of being called something with an ism or an ist at the end of it. Right. And it's going to affect my job and everything else. Um, in communist China, uh, the rise of the communist culture uh, was born in that mentality where you would shame people uh, into uh, not believing the things that you formerly believed. And we've gotten into that mode in this country where people are afraid to speak up. Now, you know me. I'm not afraid to speak up. I don't go out of my way to confront people. But if you get my grill, um, just like we're talking now, I don't scream, I don't yell, but right. I'll give you my opinion. problem is there are too many Americans that are afraid to say things like, well, you know, part of the problem is that um, if you're dealing dope on a corner, I don't care what color you are, uh, you're going to attract police attention. And if that so happens to be you know, more pervasive in the black community than the white, then the numbers bear themselves out. Um, so there is a, and view that as a number like one, two, three, four, that is a reason why we have some of the problems that we have. The problem then is that people aren't being pragmatic. They're not being intellectual about the facts that they're looking at. What they do is they take facts, they embrace them, and they apply them to the side of the opinion that they wish wish to hold. And that's it. That's the long and short of the problem. If you really want to fix things, it starts in the heart. You have to have actual compassion for what's going on. I understand the reason that the black community is... uh, enveloped in the problems that they're enveloped in because for hundreds of years their families have been torn apart well if you're a christian you understand that that that's the foundation of making things right so you go out there and you tear it apart for a couple hundred years and expect to pass along and say real things fine no it doesn't work like that yeah it's generational it's going to take a long time and ben we're not there right now there's too much hate in so, society. So my question, we're, we're 60, 53 years, 1964, 53 years past civil rights. When, if not now, when then? Right? Like, well, well, okay, you, you cited a year, 1964, the year I was born. The, the, it, was, it was 64, right? I, I believe so. Yeah. The 63 to 65, somewhere in there, civil, Six, civil yeah. rights amendment. And what did that law do? Nothing. Nothing. Laws aren't going to fix things. It's our, the conditions of our hearts. It's being able to talk like we're talking right now and to do so unafraid and to take, I mean, listen, if, if this went viral and the whole country heard this, you and I would uh, be beaten bloody from head to toe with people who didn't agree with us who had different political agendas. Right. Uh, Lord willing, that won't happen, mm-hmm. and this will be a fruitful conversation that people listen to and actually derive something from. But if it did, um, I would chalk it up to that's just the natural order of the day, and it's the problem, not part of it. It's the problem that keeps this 
a problem as we speak. No, no, yeah, you're right. Like it's the ability, and it is the ability. I want to jump back to something you said earlier, is that having these conversations in certain scenarios, you might be called a racist or all these different things. But I think because initially, I think it would be an emotional reaction, right? I, I think it's just natural when there's this underlying feeling of being of feeling disenfranchised and not and i'm not i'm excluding the criminals and all those and those situations i'm just exclude typical everyday average black people right that go to work take care of their kids and all that shit just like everybody else that initially there will be a feeling of emotional uh a lash out right and i and i would understand that but it's it's not being afraid of that. And I'm not saying you specifically, obviously, like it's not being afraid to understand that when you come back tomorrow, it'll be a different conversation because it won't be, you won't just be there for a speech. You get what I'm saying? Like you won't just be there for a photo op. You're actually there to bond, to, to, to mend the, to mend the, the, the fence and to break down the fence of that, of that them and us. Cause it's all of us at the end of the day, we're all Americans, right? when, uh, Osama bin Laden attacked 9/11. He didn't attack white people. He didn't attack brown people. He didn't attack black. He attacked he attacked Americans. And my, you know, I, I, I I just started uh, doing everything I can to bring money into the family. You know, I lost my job recently, mm-hmm. and uh, my first ride with Uber was a huge black man. <laughs> he looked like he could play football. He actually, I found out at the end, he was a, a fitness trainer. And uh, then he was like, his skin was black, but he was he was mean. And we connected in ways. I, I needed that really bad because I've seen too much of negative with the black community, uh, with people being... Uh, Angry with me, looking at me in bad ways and talking to me and treating me in ways that I don't feel that I deserve. Right. And this guy uh, turned that all around. I don't think it a coincidence that he was my first writer. And uh, you, you know what he was doing? He was on his way to send in certified mail uh, the financial things needed for his son to go to college because he had had it with talking to them and getting the running uh, run around. Yep. And he wanted something that he could put a stamp on and say, no, I said this, I did this, I filed this, here's your paper, now you act on it. And you know me, that's how I think. Yeah. And I thank God that that guy came into my life. Cause it, it was a point where I was getting better, where you know people were treating me in a way that, I, it, honestly, was getting old to me. Right. And um, what a wonderful breath of fresh air to have this guy come in as my first ride at Uber as I'm trying to bring money into the family. And um, he was like, I don't want to say mini-me, he was like uh, other me. Um, And he absolutely had nothing like me. Our skin, uh, nothing. Nothing was the same except of who and what we were. And uh, I don't know. It was a wonderful thing, right? And now let me now let me ask you something because you, you with your personal experience with like those conflicts, right? With with black people or, or whatever, with coworkers or whoever they might be. Now imagine the people who associate 
all black people like that, but don't have that issue and only see it through the television or social media. You get what I mean? Like that's, I think that's the vast, vast majority of people. And people don't, people don't try to think. No, they don't. And sadly, that, that's a lot of the problem. And uh, I'll give you an example. I went to Walmart, and the liquor store next to the Walmart on US One, the last one. You right. know That one. Yeah. And I went, and I had, I don't even, whatever, beer. And I put it on the left side of the register. And there was a black woman, and... She told me that I had to put it on the right side before she would bring it up. And I'm sorry, that's screwing with me. I mean, what employee does that? Now, was it because I was white? Because she was having a bad day? I don't know. But what, what, hold on, happened, wait. I'm trying, I'm trying to say that one more time. So when you were checking out, you had it like right in front of her, and but yeah. she told you she had you had to put it down? She said I had to move it myself from the left side of where the register was to the right side, grand total of about a foot and a half. Okay. And it was filled with attitude. Now, was it because I was white or whatever? I don't know. It happens enough. I'm just giving you one example that after a while, you're like, give me a break. Now, please give me a break. What? Was it racist? I have no, then I have no idea, but it happened so often. So my 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 question to to you and this is what if people those people are just like people are just assholes what have what if it has you know what I mean what if it has nothing to do with them with with you being white you know like because I don't because one thing one thing I've learned because I'll give you an example like I, I I have the opposite issue right not issue but I have the opposite I work with mostly white people right for the most part typically the Hispanic people will be like and this is just my experience they'll they work like the the non-important jobs they'll be like uh janitors or uh, cleaning ladies and stuff like that for the not all the people i work with some hispanic nurses or whatever but for the most part it's white people and when i i have issues like I, when i first started my job i had an issue with this with this white lady right and she was, she was, and I was, and I'll use a word that's very uncomfortable for a lot of people. She was a cunt. Like, she was a terrible person. Right? Like, she was rude. She was condescending. All the things I hate. Because me, like, when me and you have gotten into arguments, it's because that's what I sense. Right? And I'm not, uh-huh. and that's to go back to years and that doesn't matter. But that when, when I sense that, that, that trigger, that triggers me, to use that good old term. And I, and I lose all military and human bearing. And I'm like, who? I don't know who the fuck you think you're talking to, right? So, I, and I dealt with a, a, a terrible person, and I thought that same thing. So, it's not, is it because I'm Hispanic that she feels that she can talk to me like that? And then I kind of find out, no, she's just a shitty person. And some people are and, just shitty. And that's the, well, and that's the tough part. Uh, you know, the truth of the matter is that you won't ever know what was truly in her heart. It may have very well been uh, preconceived in a conception of what you should or shouldn't be. Who cares? Right. Um, sometimes people are just shitty. Yeah, and people are just I shitty. I didn't stick around long enough to, to, to myself uh, figure that. I just gave you one example, uh, one example of many that uh, I could give you. And I don't want to get into it. it. It's not fruitful. It doesn't really matter. It's the impression I get that uh, there's hostility towards white people. And I know it's true in part, 
And when I see it uh, applied to me, I ingest it and I try to deal with it. And the best thing I can do is to smile and be friendly or whatever. And when I'm met with indifference or gruffness, um, it kind of reinforces that it might be me. Um, okay. So what is it about me? So, um, if so I'm I'll, being nice and and you know every other thing doesn't qualify, what is it about me? Then I have to leave it there. I I I don't want to judge, and but all I can say is that in the accumulation of experiences, that it gets old after a while, and. I can identify with the black community in that I bet you a lot of things get old with them after a while, too. And that's where a lot of this protest and all the things going on are things that aren't that tangible that you can nail down and say, this is this and that is that. And people are trying to express frustration in things that they sense but can't necessarily prove beyond the shadow of a doubt. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I mean, you kind of answered what I was gonna, what I was gonna say there. So you left me with no, with no retort. So that's great. But I mean, I feel like these are conversations that need to happen more often, not between me and you, because we we have an understanding, right? Like I understand where you're coming from. You understand where I'm coming from. But I don't understand, and this is not for us to answer because we don't have that fear. I don't understand the fear of people having that conversation without divulging talking points or just sticking to their guns and not allowing themselves to appear it's real simple that you might lose your job that you might no but i mean but not i'm not saying in the sense of like at at a a professional setting i'm talking as far as because let's let's be honest you're not on it as much the majority of people communicate through social media right and and i'm talking about i'm talking in, in network and friends type of thing not not work uh now where there could be repercussions because your point of view can get you fired because your boss doesn't like you. Not, not in that. Cause that's a different situation altogether. But I mean, yeah. as far as like your network of friends and family, like why is it that I don't, I, I think people should have this conversation more and be honest about who they are and what they think about it. Because one thing I'll agree with you that we talked about earlier that I didn't really reply to was if a business doesn't believe in homosexuality, right? It you don't have to enforce them to believe in it, right? Like there's, I'll, I'll give you an, I'll give you an example that this this is what I believe. If you're in your seventies or eighties and you grew up in your in a certain kind of certain kind of America, let's say, right? You shouldn't all of a sudden and you, and you own a business and you and you've been a baker for fifty years. You shouldn't all of a sudden be have your religion pushed aside because now this is the law of the land. You you also don't have to be a dick about it. Like, listen, I'm sorry, we don't, you know, we don't, we just don't feel comfortable. There's a way to go about it. And how that person reacts is on them. You can only be true to yourself. You know, if that business doesn't want to make a cake for, for a homo, for, for a gay couple, that's on them and they lose the business, but they have to be true to themselves. Just like we're asking, like you're asking us to be okay with you being true to yourself. I think that's hypocritical and vice versa, right? Like you can't be a gay, you can't be a gay, a gay, a gay baker and not bake your your stuff for religious people and not feel comfortable putting a cross on, because again, you can't you can't ask for both things. Well, there you go. Then you uh, discover the principle of principles. Yeah. Uh, 
it should be universal. And if you looked at my list of 10, I uh, pointed out the definition of a hypocrite and had to defer to hypocrites a noun, but hypocrisy is someone who uh, acts and, and believes in one set of values, but actually doesn't adhere to them. Exactly. And listen, to me, there are two words that we have to know. Bigot and uh, hypocrite. And with a bigot is a person who is not tolerant of the views of others. And it's a tough thing in this country. It's tough to hear someone who's a Nazi, let's say. Let's go to the extreme. Who says that, you know, niggers shouldn't marry white women. Okay, you know what? I hate hearing that, but in this country, you can say that. Yeah. And, and in this country, you can also get punched in the face for saying that. Because yeah. It, right? Yeah. Right? Because if you, if you, you want know. your, if you want that, if you want that freedom of speech, then I should have the freedom of my fist. Right? Well, like, Get no, given. Actually, no. I'll, I'll disagree there. No, you should punch him in the face. I, I feel like I feel like you uh, could always punch a Nazi in the no, face. No, you. I feel like I, I feel like we you. fought a world. I feel like that too. We fought a world but, war for that right. So what we do, what we should do, is understand that that person is a bigot, and leave it there, and. Just let their hatred speak for themselves. You don't have to punch them in the face. They're punching themselves in the face. Yeah, but um, the, the, because... the issue with that is now is that there's they're they're getting stronger, right? Like I don't I don't want to get into it because the, the shortest book and we we could talk about that a whole nother time and you know white nationalism and white genocide. These are all things that I'm recently educating myself on, which I generous generally did not know. I didn't know what I didn't know what white genocide was, so the issue the issue is is that that ignorance and their racism and their bigotry is being force fed to more and more people that actually believe it. Like there's and I and there's there's another thing that I want to talk about real quick was that it's not only it's not only uh, Nazis that are white, right? Like I I find myself I like to call them Hispanic white nationalists. It's that people that even hate their their own, which to me is worse, even hate other Hispanics to to the point that where they almost identify themselves as a nationalist, right? Like forgetting your entire roots as a as a person and where you come from completely, and then just taking this, oh, they're taking these these Mexicans or these Hondurans or whatever, whatever you want to say. Are taking our jobs and all this shit, like hey, hey man, what? What? When did this happen? Like that's that's when it gets scary to me, when that that nationalist point of view gets disseminated so far that even the ones who are one generation removed or are they themselves an immigrant become have that belief. That's when it gets scary to me. That's when that propaganda gets. I I, I question it. Where I'm like, holy shit, this is getting scary. Ben, go back to your underpinnings. Go back to who and what you are. And don't worry about this movement, that one.
which is which is an outspoken motherfucker. Like I'm just that's that's who I am. Like well, I, well, well, in part, your mom also raised you to be a good man. And when I say good, that's it. Don't don't worry about if the world is going crazy. Guess what, man? It's going nuts. It is, but I feel Just like be, I feel like the, the, the person, the person, the person who I am is gonna be that voice against the nuts, right? Like I just I can't let the world go nuts without it knowing how I, how I, but how I strongly march Which against is it, good. right? Like you I, know what? I don't. If the world looked at me. I would be the nut that was against what you were saying, and anyone listening to what we talked about detect if they work crazy that uh, we get along just fine yeah exactly completely agree man this was honestly a great talk I always appreciate it we'll try to do this every couple months so we catch back up cause I mean this, this I always I always learn something I always learn something new so I appreciate it on me oh me too Ben it was a great talk. I mean, I hope this uh, goes well for you. Yeah, thank you. And to me, I just jumped in because your mom said, hey, Ben wants to talk. And yeah. Anytime, yeah. anywhere. Well, uh, I don't have f- to uh, rehearse anything. Yeah, neither, neither do yeah. I. I don't, I, don't, I, don't need a, I don't need a list. I don't need a talking point. I don't need a monitor. None of that stuff. I can just, we can just talk. You know how we do. Hey, Ben. All right, old man. Thanks for listening to the Man Chatter Podcast with your host as always, Ben Borges. Till next time, peace.